Welcome to Quick Brain, bite-sized brain hacks for busy people who want to learn faster and achieve more. I'm your coach, Jim Quick. Free your mind. Let's imagine if we could access 100% of our brain's capacity. I wasn't high, wasn't wired, just clear. I knew what I needed to do and how to do it. I know Kung Fu. Show me. Welcome back, Quick Brain. Your question of the day is... How do you live with an infinite mind? And I'm excited to have this conversation with my good friend, Simon Sinek. So good to see you. Best-selling author, eternal optimist, and author of the brand new book, The Infinite Game. Congratulations on the book. Thank you very much. So I wanted to talk to you about this for a while, and it's such a good read. I recommend it to everybody. Thank you. I've gifted it out a dozen copies already. Thank you. Why don't we set some definitions? What's a a finite game and an infinite game. Um, in 1986, a philosopher by the name of James Karst articulated these two types of games, finite games and infinite games. A finite game is defined as known players, fixed rules, and an agreed-upon objective. Football, right? There's always a beginning. Chess. Chess, anything like that. There's a beginning, middle, and end, and the objective is to win. There's a winner and there's a loser, right? Uh, then you have an infinite game. An infinite game is defined as known and unknown players, the rules are changeable, which means you can play however you want, and the objective is to perpetuate the game, to stay in the game as long as possible. Um, we are players in infinite games, whether we know it or not. Um, there's no such thing as being number one in your marriage. You can be number two, but you can't be number one. Um, uh, there's no such thing as, uh, uh, as winning career. No one's declared the winner of careers, right? Mm -hmm. And there's definitely no such thing as winning business or winning life. Or winning parenting. Um, or winning parenting or winning education. Mm -hmm. These are all infinite games. But if you listen to so many people, they don't actually know the game that they're in. They talk about being number one, being the best, beating their competition. Based on what? Based on what agreed upon objectives, based on what agreed upon metrics, based on what agreed upon time frames. There's no finish line. Mm -hmm. The problem is, is when we play in an infinite game, a game with no finish line, with a finite mindset, play to win, there's uh, a few very consistent and predictable outcomes, the big ones being decline of trust, decline of cooperation, and decline of innovation, which all lead to the eventual weakening and demise of the relationship or, or the business. Mm. So can individuals, because I know we're going to talk about leading with the infinite mind and potentially even learning with the infinite mind, can individuals, do they get to choose the, the game? We don't get to choose the game. I mean, life is an infinite game. Business is an right. infinite game. You know, education, learning is an infinite game. We don't get to choose the rules of the game. Um, in some cases, we can choose if we want to play or not. You can choose to start a business or not. Um, but most of them, we don't get to choose the rules or choose if, if we, even if we want to play. Um, you know, you're born into life, and congratulations, you're a player. Um, the only thing we get to choose is how we want to play. Do we want to play with an infinite mindset or, do, or the finite, finite mindset? Uh, and the choices we make will significantly determine not only the outcome, but how we feel about the journey. So if somebody has a, a job and they're going to an office and they have a nine to five Monday through Friday, that how does that work? You still play with an infinite mindset, which is are you going to, to work to make more money than everybody else, get promoted faster than everybody else, be number one at the office? Or are you going... Uh, uh, to work to contribute to something bigger than yourself, to be of value to the people to the left of you and to the right of you, to be of service to the people to the left of you, to the right of you. Um, are you there to, to continuously improve and grow and be better than you were yesterday? You can absolutely show up with an infinite mindset and the journey you have at work 
is actually vastly more fulfilling mm. when you play with an infinite mindset than when you play with a finite mindset. I, I recognize the value of how many of us, myself included, were playing with the wrong mindset for the game that we were in and then found ourselves struggling with things like trust and cooperation, found ourselves dealing with innovation issues in our organizations where we couldn't, how do you drive innovation? How do you tell people, be more innovative? It's hard to do. Um, so the discovery of the infinite mindset made me realize the reason I was also struggling with these things is because I was making the wrong decisions because I had the wrong mindset. Hmm. So I had to change my mindset for the game I was actually in and, and, and things have been very different as a result. So the person who's watching or they're listening to this right now, what would be a great place to get started to be able to adopt a more infinite mindset? I talk about five practices that are required. Um, I talk about having a just cause. I talk about building trusting teams. I talk about studying and uh, your worthy rivals, um, having a capacity for existential flexibility and maintaining the courage to lead. Um, it's a little bit like exercise. If you were to ask me, you know, what, what's the most important thing to do to, to be healthy, I'm going to tell you you have to exercise and eat healthy sleep. and sleep and nurse your personal relationships. And, and you're going to say to me, well, where do I start? Just, just start. Like, just pick one, you know? It doesn't matter. You're going to have to do them all, mm -hmm. but just, just start somewhere. And the infinite game is, is kind of the same. You know, is there an ideal scenario? I mean, there could be, but at the end of the day, just, just start. You know, it, it's, it's okay. So it's You're gonna have to do them all eventually. So it's kind of like that, it's like the C between the B and the D, where the, uh, the B is birth, the D is death, and the C is, is choice? Yeah, I mean, it's, it, there's a wonderful poem called The Dash, you know, on our tombstones. Mm. It has the day we're born and the day we die, but it's really the dash that matters. You know, it's what do you do with the dash? Um, so that's what this is about. It's, 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 it's what are we going to do with the dash? Are they do, now, do people have to decide every single day to, to have that infinite mindset? Of course. I mean, it, it, this is not easy. It's simple, but it's not easy. We have to decide every day if we're going to, how we're going to eat. We have to decide every day, you know, what time we're going to go to bed and what time we want to wake up. We have to decide every day how we treat the people in our lives yeah. and how we want to be treated. Yes, yes, yes. I mean, unfortunately, this is, this is real hard work. It's, it requires discipline and focus and yeah. And, and, and every day is a challenge you pull off the wagon. <laughs> and it could be, it could be, you know, we're hypnotized because in the performance space, they use metaphors of sports yeah. all, all the time. All the time. Overuse them. It's kind of funny to me in, in, in infinite organizations how often we use sports analogies and war analogies to motivate our people, but they're the wrong analogies because we're talking about winning in games that have no finish lines. And we talk about making decisions in order to win in a game that, that we don't know how long the game lasts. Um, so they're the wrong analogies and they direct the wrong behaviors. Um, the, the analogies I like to use are analogies like, like lifestyle, like exercise. You, know? you can have goals in the infinite game. There are always finite games in the infinite game, but the infinite okay. game provides the context for that finite game. So the, uh, here's an analogy. You want to be healthy, you can have health goals. Mm -hmm. You want to lose X amount of weight by X date, it's motivating. You right. need it. You want to measure the pounds. You want to measure how much you're losing. You want to measure how many reps you can do, you know, how many push-ups you can do, because as you get better, you feel like you're making progress. It makes you feel like you're advancing towards your goal. But what happens if you miss your goal? What happens if you don't lose the weight by the right date? Right. Or you Have don't, you failed? No. Or, or you don't hit your KPI. Or you don't hit your KPI. Specific. Like, it's fine. You're, even, you're way healthier now than when you started because you've yeah. been doing all the right things. And the goal was important to help you drive and motivate. But if you miss the goal, 
you just keep working out, it's fine. And that's the problem. Even if you hit the goal, you can't quit. You still have to keep working out for the rest of your life. So the infinite game is the same thing. It's a better analogy. You have to have metrics. You, have to have, you can't run a marathon without mile markers, right? Because you have to measure speed and distance. Mm -hmm. The infinite game is the same. We still need to measure how fast we're going and how far we've moved towards our, uh, our just cause, to, to advance our vision. We have to know that we're making progress. We have to know we're making progress in the right direction. So there's always finite games, but to what end is the question that the infinite game will ask. So yes, an infinite mindset is something that you can maintain every day. It's not the absence of finite games. It's the context within, those finite, within which those finite games exist. And overall, the results actually reading your book, the results are actually better. When you yeah, over, time, over time, yeah. I mean, um, this is the thing. There's so many finite strategies that can be deployed that can absolutely have short-term bumps, sure. but it doesn't last. I mean, you can, you, can, uh, you can have promotions and sales to drive end-of-year sales, you know, so you can hit, the, hit your target and everybody thinks you're a hero, right. but you built no relationships and you gave away profit to make it happen. You know, just so you can hit some sales target, um, or you can build relationships and and, and nurse it and, and and build your business very differently. So and the same applies to the way we manage our lives and our friendships as well. So is it? So there's not exactly. So friendships and relationships is is an infinite game because you never you never win that. And right. You can't win friendship. It's not about achieving something. It's about advancement. Then. Correct. The finite Progress. game is about achievement, and it, that's, there's nothing wrong with that. That's fine. But the infinite game is about advancing something. Advancing something bigger than ourselves, advancing towards something, committed at committing our lives to advance towards something, and we'll never get there, you know, but we'll die trying. That's the point. You and I have both committed our lives to have an impact in the world and in the lives of others, um, and we have an idealized state of the world that we imagine. Um, you want as many people as possible to, to, to capture the full power of their brains and live healthier lives. I want to create a world in which people wake up feeling inspired, feel safe at work, and return home fulfilled at the end of the day. Neither of us will ever achieve perfection, but we'll die trying. And the end of our lives, we'll look back and say, did I go from here to here? Then my life was worth living. Mm. So the metrics matter, but, but, but we do it with the hope that others will take our torch and, and carry on without us, which is the ultimate goal of the infinite game, that we actually inspire others to carry, our, carry on our cause without us. Um, the way I like to think about an infinite mindset and what just causes is it's kind of like a it's kind of like a, an iceberg mm -hmm. right um, you know the visionary is the one that looks at ocean and imagines what what lies beneath the ocean this iceberg you know and talks about it like in, it, with such clarity as if it really existed but you look out at the ocean there's nothing there that's right. why we call them that's why we call them visionary because they can literally see things we can't see and then they start working they commit themselves to it and a little bit of iceberg pops up you know, and somebody says, I can see what you can see. And, and that visionary goes on to describe what's under the ocean. And others say, we can see it too. We can see what you imagine. And they mm. commit themselves to working hard. And other people think they're crazy. There's no way an iceberg can exist. Look at the size of what, what you've achieved. But they talk about what they can imagine underneath. And they work hard and they see a little more and a little more. And before you know it, there's enough iceberg that other people can say, oh, it is real. We can see what you can see too. But the visionary understands that no matter how much success they have in their life, in their career, no matter how much they've achieved, there's still disproportionately amounts more that is unseen. 
There's still so much more work to do. There's so much more iceberg underneath the ocean. And this is the same as civil rights. Martin Luther King could see what the rest of us maybe couldn't see. I have a dream. And he talked about it in words so clearly that we could imagine it as well. And we committed ourselves to help bring that that vision, that dream to life. And though there is much of an iceberg out of the ocean, there's still way more work to do to advance the cause of civil rights. And that's why we keep working on it. And when we work on it, it gives our life and our work meaning and purpose, which is a wonderful way to live a life. Hmm. Last night I watched, uh, we watched the new uh, Disney Plus and they have a documentary on there about Imagineers. Yeah. And Disney's story and how he saw the theme park mm-hmm. and nobody else did, but his he would keep on repeating the vision over and over again yeah. until people could see it beyond the or- orange orchards and... Yeah, I mean, Disney was a true, a true infinite-minded thinker, uh, and um, he was actually dissatisfied as much success as he had. Remember what an innovator this guy was. You know, Steamboat Willie was the very, very first cartoon that had synchronized sound. Never been done before. Snow White in 19, what is it, 1940, you know? Uh, Steamboat Willie was 1928. Snow White was 1940, I think, right? This is the first feature-length cartoon where you can get actually invested in the characters and there's a real dramatic story. Never been done before. Snow White was a huge success. Put Walt Disney on the map. Um, He made a ton of money. Disney became a huge organization. Went on to make other feature-length cartoons, uh, Fantasia and and others like it. And uh, and Disney was always dissatisfied because once a film was made, it was done. It was over. Mm -hmm. And he wanted to do something that could continually evolve and help advance his vision of a of a, an idealized and idyllic life where we would leave our stress behind and come into this world that, you know, instead of watching the, 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 the film where we would, for escape, we would, we would walk into it for escape. We would literally leave our worries behind. Um, and this was Disneyland. And he loved Disneyland because he could keep tinkering and tinkering and tinkering. And even now, a modern-day Disneyland, very, very few of the rides that exist today existed in Walt Disney's lifetime. They've all been replaced because it lives, it breathes, it can stay up to date, it can stay modern, it can stay relevant. You've got Star Wars and Marvel and all these new things that can be brought to the, 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 Disney, the Disney world um, so that we can escape, continue to escape. Um, and it really is an amazing place to go to Disney. It is, it, you know, we leave all of the things that cause us stress and comparison, all these things in the real world, you know, it's, it's a very egalitarian, beautiful place. Um, so, yeah, no, true, true infinite-minded thinker. And that one product and what the Imagineers build, because the Imagineers build everything in Disneyland, the parades, the rides, everything, um, the, that's what they see. They're constantly working. They're constantly improving. It's a game of constant improvement, which is what, which is what the infinite game is. Mm. In future episodes, I want to have this conversation with regards to uh, leadership and also, also learning. So I'm, I'm really excited about it. Where can uh, people get the book? Uh, you can buy the book at uh, fine bookstores everywhere and <laughs> even some not-so-fine ones, um, wherever, wherever you like to buy books. Great. And then in terms of starting point, I know you, you could write, people could write whole books on all the different things you could do to parent and all the different things you could do for wellness. Yeah. A good place to start, though, to adopting an infinite mindset? Um, you know, I, I really like this concept of worthy rivalry. I get more questions on worthy rivalry than any of the other practices. And it's an easy one to adopt. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, you start to view the other players in the game 
not as competitors to be beaten, but as rivals to be to be compared to, to be to, to rivals that you can learn from. Um, so in our industry, mm -hmm. you know, there's other people who write books and give talks and make podcasts and all these things. And if we're competing with them, it means we want to get more viewers, more book sales, and you know, whatever it is, more gigs every year. And we're, but to what? What? There's no like. What's your metric? Like, right. as somebody, you know, you can think you're number one based on the metrics of your choice and the timeframes of your choice. Rather, it's better to identify the other players as rivals. Some of them are worthy of comparison. In other words, they do some things better than you. And instead of hating them and trying to compete with them and, and best them, rather learn from them. And because their strengths reveal to us our weaknesses. And if we have our weaknesses revealed to us, that means we can work on those weaknesses and work to become better versions of ourselves and wish everybody else the best of luck. I love that. I love that so much, Simon. Um, I recommend everyone go and get their copy of The Infinite Game. I would challenge everybody actually to take a screenshot of this episode, tag Simon, tag myself on Instagram or on Twitter, or on Facebook, and then share, share their aha, one thing that they could do to be able to adopt an infinite mindset. Thanks, Jim. Thanks, buddy. Appreciate it. Want to double your brain speed and memory power? If you'd like to learn rapidly and get ahead faster, I'd like to give you my brand new Quick Brain Accelerator program. You will discover exactly what I teach my clients to learn, read, and remember anything in half the time. There is no charge. It's my gift to you for being one of our subscribers. That's kwikbrain.com. Or simply text the word podcast to 916-822-7246 and we'll send you a direct link. That's 916-82-BRAIN. Growing up struggling with learning challenges from a childhood brain injury, it's been my life's mission to help you have your very best brain so you can win more every single day. Now, one more quick brain? Here are four ways to fast-track your results and lock in what you just learned into your long-term memory. Remember FAST, F-A-S-T. The F stands for Facebook. You're not alone on this journey. I invite you to join our free private online group. There you can connect with me, your fellow brain lovers, links to resources, and even submit your questions for me to answer in future episodes. Go to quickbrain.com. That's K-W-I-K brain.com. The A stands for apply. Act on what you learned today. Remember, knowledge is not power. It's potential power. It only becomes power when you use it. So use what you just learned. The S stands for subscribe. Don't miss the next episode and other free brain training. And finally, the T stands for teach. You want to learn faster now? The key is to lock it in right away by teaching it to someone else. When you teach something, you get to learn it twice. Here's a simple way to do that. Leave a review on iTunes. Leave a review with your biggest takeaway from this episode. You could also post and share this podcast on your social media. It helps us spread our mission of building better, brighter brains. And of course, tag us so our team can properly thank you. Hashtag Quick Brain, K-W-I-K Brain. Mine is at Jim Quick, K-W-I-K, on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. So what does FAST stand for? Facebook, apply, subscribe, teach. I'll see you in our next episode of Quick Brain. Until then, remember, you are faster and smarter than you think.